0: episode of Raising OKC Kids Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder and today we're talking with Jamie Thompson, Director of Education at Oklahoma Contemporary. So welcome Jamie.
1: Thank you, Kristen. I'm happy to be in my home and with you virtually.
0: Yes, us too. So, um, I'm not implying there's a convenient time for a pandemic, but seriously, how inconvenient was the timing of COVID-19 with you starting this job, moving to Oklahoma from Cincinnati, and with your long-awaited opening of the new building?
1: Well, there is never a good time for a pandemic, you're right on that, but boy, apparently I like challenges. So during a pandemic, I accepted this position. I oh goodness, sold a house, I moved here, broke my ankle, um, and then worked from home the whole time. So it has been a challenge, and I can't wait to get into the building because everything's going to be easy after that point.
0: Yes, here's here's to hoping. (laughs) I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope, like you said, I hope you have an easier time from here on out. Maybe all the hard stuff is behind you now.
1: (laughs) I think so, and I'm happy to be here. It's a beautiful city.
0: Well, good. We're happy to have you, and you mentioned, like you said, moving to Oklahoma. You've been working remotely since March. So tell us a bit about your position, um, your plan, and your vision um, as it relates to this new job.
1: Well, I'm really happy to be in this position. I come from Cincinnati. I was the director, and at one point as well, the curator of the education department. Um, Bit smaller staff. You guys should be very proud of the contemporary that you have here in town with a very robust staff. Um, Part of the reason I'm so pleased to be part of this group is core to my belief is that education is central to the work of all museums, and that is, frankly, the same belief that my friends at the Oklahoma Contemporary have. So they put front and center the value of the visitor and their experience within the space. One of the special things about this museum, though, is its contemporary art. And with contemporary art, I think a lot of people get nervous and a little afraid of it, that maybe it's not for you if you read contemporary fiction if you dance in a contemporary style you're essentially part of our contemporary culture and so is contemporary art it's just another lens to look at the world around you so i encourage folks to come check out the museum and all of our programs that allow you to also put your hands to work and either make art like we think traditionally of but we have programs from dance to podcasting to learning how to be a dj so all of the arts are covered and it is kind of my dream come true to have this opportunity to share that with this community.
0: That's awesome, I, I am interested. You've got me on the hook. <laughs> I cannot wait to go visit. So tell us a bit, Um, you know, with the pandemic, with things changing, you probably had, you know, one vision for the way things were gonna look and then everything had to get kind of scrapped and rewritten. Um, so tell us a bit about how protocols um, are changing, have changed, are going to be changing, um, both internally and externally, as we experience the contemporary.
1: Well, you're gonna see a lot of changes, but I wanna mention something that you won't see that was a big part of the process, which is our leadership team. Our leadership team has been hard at work, not only consulting with local museums, but regional and national museums. They've been reaching out to members of the CDC, to local doctors and health professionals, as well as our local government. so reaching out to our mayor and our chambers to decide what is the best course of action for the museum, as well as the people who are coming into it. So we, fingers crossed, will have the ability as staff in a very limited capacity to start reentering the building in the next two weeks. And then if everything goes well, we hope to welcome the community into the building in August. We will be requesting that folks wear masks. We will even be offering free masks if you don't have one. We will have time ticketing, which is key to make sure that we don't have too many people in the building. There'll be lots of hand sanitizer everywhere and, of course, updated cleaning procedures. So we want to make sure that reentry for everyone, both our staff as well as the public, is as safe as possible.
0: Awesome. Uh, that definitely I think goes a long way in building confidence um, with people that are visiting um, that could be in certain risk demographics so it sounds like you're covering it all um, and do would you tell us a bit about you mentioned the time ticketing um, mm-hmm. to exhibitions um, but you also on your website make mention of a limited number of camps that might be available or uh, evening weekend art workshops for adults um, tell us a bit about how you're going to be handling that as you do try to reopen late this summer
1: Well, those camps are something we're really excited about and of course being incredibly cautious and careful with. So all of our programs across the board, whether it's a camp or an adult workshop, will be limited in size. Um, We are limiting tying to the CDC recommendations as well as additional recommendations of having that six foot, but also looking at square footage. So we're looking at about 150 square feet around people, or excuse me, square inches around people. Um, We're ensuring that the folks who are in the classes in advance know that warn us if they've been in contact with someone with COVID. We are offering the opportunity to do temperature checks. We've got a lot of different procedures in place to ensure safety, Um, even avoiding extra paper contact, for example, or for camp, having a one person picking up your child from your car and taking them straight to the classrooms. So a lot of things in place.
0: Good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. We're all excited to hear that, I'm sure. So what initiatives and programs have you been able to launch during this time of quarantine that perhaps you would not have had the opportunity to otherwise pursue? I know a lot of people talk about, you know, we've always thought about working remotely, and now we've been forced into it, and it's working really well. And I imagine uh, many of the programs and um, opportunities you're able to uh, send to your members and other uh, patrons in the community have changed, and maybe some for the better.
1: It's true. Honestly, my favorite thing that's happened is it's given us the time to really focus in on social media and the blog, as well as how we present ourselves to a digital audience. And although this is helpful during COVID, this can be helpful in the future, too. There are folks who simply don't have the ability to get downtown to all the programs. There are folks who, because of perhaps a physical disability, might not be able to make it in the building. We are now offering more points of access than we ever did. A few things that I'm really excited about. Well, there's a lot. So our new blog, if you check out new light blog, nice and easy name to remember, um, has increased content from everything from artists, spotlights, and I'm talking lo- local as well as national. So you can kind of get that almost feeling like they're joining you in the living room feel. Um, videos, Friday film recommendations. So if you're looking for movies for the weekend, which I know we all are, good spot to go check. Poetry Month, which was April, we had a poem contest where we created a poem as a group, which was beautiful when it was finished. We even have essays on contemporary culture and ideas for art making at home. Besides that, the big things that we've worked out and got the kinks worked through and are starting this week and next are Studio in Place. Studio in Place is hiring two local artists who would have worked with us through our summer camp series to create artwork responding to COVID. And you will be in their studio with them along the way. So I think it's a beautiful way for you to get to know studio practices as well as some of our really local, our talented locals. Camp in Place for those families who are missing all of our other camp sessions is the way we are paying our camp instructors to create content for you to create at home with. So these are simple videos as well as kind of typed up directions to do art projects as well as improv theater, which is my favorite one. Um, besides that, I'm gonna give you guys a sneak preview. We are working on a top secret project right now that will be rolling out in August. It's tied to the epic poem, The Odyssey. And I know you're wondering, what does The Odyssey have to do with contemporary art? We're looking at the contemporary rendition of it by the um, author, Emily Wilson, and it will be read aloud by national as well as local celebrities. So it's gonna be a really neat project and I can't wait to share even more. Wow,
0: that sounds amazing. And tell us again, when is that gonna, when is that planning to roll out?
1: It's planned to roll out the last two weeks, weekends especially um, of August. So the last two weekends of August.
0: Oh my gosh, that is a lot to look forward to, everything. I mean, but especially that little hook at the end, I like it. (laughs) So, Kind of moving on you know, to a little bit more serious matter. Um, we are divided as a country to say the very least. Um, art, I know can play a very important role in unification, um, in storytelling, in preserving cultures of people. Um, talk to us about why art is important from the viewpoint of the contemporary, especially in the midst of a pandemic, um, of course, but the civil divide um, and racial inequality that our country is facing.
1: The arts have always been an important way for not only artists, but the public to understand, respond and reflect upon what's going on in the community. Whether it is a dance or it is a poem or a book or visual art like we tend to think of when we think of the Contemporary Arts Center but I think now more than ever, um, when I for myself am thinking about what's been going on in the streets, I like to look a lot of different artists and understand their perspectives that maybe isn't mine. Um, So for example, I look at the art of Titus Kaffar, Carol Walker, Kahindi Wiley, um, Betty Saar, to get to understand a perspective that isn't mine so that I can have more empathy. One of the things that we look at in the art world is how art can help us understand our world, but also create a deep sense of empathy for people who might be a little different than us. Um, I mean, one of the neat things about a Contemporary Art Center is just walking into the building can make you more worldly. There's my bad pun.
0: you so right. Yeah. Um, exposure, I think, is key, and you hit the nail on the head. Increasing empathy is is what we all need right now. So. Um, What can we do to support Oklahoma Contemporary in your new opening and uh, moving forward to the future?
1: Well, we want you to join us online, of course, while that is the safest method for a lot of people, but when we get to the point where you can join us in person, please do. We're gonna have time ticketing. As we talked about, we have Camp Contemporary, which the sessions are so exciting and creative, I encourage you to go check them out. We will, in August, start to roll out public programming, additional public programming. We will have our studio workshops. There is a studio workshop, Kristen, in September. It is about making beer steins. I am very excited. I think it'll be a blast. We also have our studio school. We'll, if everything goes well, be officially opening at the end of September and have, of course, our well-known ceramics programs, but will also include, as I mentioned earlier, the opportunity to learn more about podcasting.
0: That's great. I am definitely going to be partaking in more than one of those, um, especially the Geerstein in advance of um, Oktoberfest. That's a great timeline. That's perfect. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with our readers and our audience about um, Oklahoma Contemporary?
1: I think one of the big things I want to make sure that the, the viewers at home know is that we are excited to welcome you in. We were unable to open our doors to the general public on the 13th of March, which was our plan. And we have used this time to really make sure that we are a safe facility, to make sure that we are a welcoming facility, and that your experience will be, honestly, probably even better than it would have been on March 13th. You're going to have an intimate relationship with the art that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise, and the class sizes will be a little bit more intimate as well. So. I think the big thing I wanna say is I can't wait to meet everyone in town.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us. We have more than ever to look forward to. We knew Oklahoma Contemporary opening was going to be outstanding. And like you said, we have all the more to look forward to now. And welcome to our city and to um, this position. So thank you for joining us, Jamie. For all of you tuning in, you can learn more by visiting www.Oklahomacontemporary.org. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids. Thanks again.